0: Welcome to the Interrupted Goodness Podcast. In the beginning, all things were created good by God, and we are promised that goodness will one day be here again. This is the place where we talk about what it looks like to live in the middle. Hey, welcome back to episode two of the Interrupted Goodness Podcast. My name is Tyler Leland, and I'm here today with my buddy David Diener, and we're excited to be back with you all.
1: Yeah, it's good to be here, Tyler. It's a beautiful Friday morning, fall.
0: Yeah, I think I told you last time we were together that I think you have a voice for podcasts. And I still think you're wrong. And a face for podcasts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that I could agree with. I have a face for podcasts. Oh, man.
0: <laughs> well, last time we were together, we talked about why we're doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you missed that podcast, I'd suggest that you go back and listen to it. But the gist of it is... Um, In the beginning, all things were good. God created them that way. And then sin entered the world, and chaos ensued. But in the middle of the chaos, there's still beauty and goodness. And then at the end of all things, there will be goodness again, complete goodness, when God takes care of all evil and sin that we see presently. So, we are living in the middle. We're living in this interrupted goodness that uh, the podcast is named after. And so today we're going to talk about what matters to us in the middle. And I think that you and I might have some things that are similar in that, mm. some things that are different, Yeah. but we're going to look at three different areas. First one is what matters to you in ministry, what matters to you in parenting, and what matters to you in life, especially in your walk with Jesus. So yeah, I'll, I'll let you kind of kick it off for us. Do you want to dive into what matters in ministry for you
1: first? Sure, yeah. So ministry, I mean, if you're in ministry, like, you know, it's, it's a, it's a beast <laughs> oh, yeah. on so many levels and you know, it's crazy to think I've been doing this almost 12 years now, uh, which is insane. And I think, um, what matters to me has changed a lot in the 12 years Yeah. and I was honestly, I was talking to a former student last night for like 45 minutes who is a youth pastor now and. Even in the midst of my of the conversation, because he was frustrated about some things, and even my answer, I'm, I'm like, man, if you'd called me five years ago, it would have been completely different. Oh, yeah. Uh, but where I'm at now, uh, it just, it changes. I mean, you learn. You grow. I was, even toward the end of the conversation, we were talking about some of the honestly stupid things I did when I was first, <laughs> first out of college. Yeah. And he was he was, I think, a freshman in high school yeah. when I first started at 21 years old, and how how different I am. And I've gone back to speak there before. And even, even one of like one of the elders that I respect very much, he just said, I can tell very much how much you've grown over the years. And so back to the question, but like what matters to me right now, um, is, is the one-on-one conversations, like the opportunity to just to get to talk to a student and, um, hear what's what's going on in their life and uh hear what both god is doing and what their struggles with god is um and i I remember this summer to CIY, like it's amazing how god can create these moments um we we were CIY, and it was pouring down rain after one of the sessions uh and I, i was leading a group of uh of underclassmen guys i think it was sophomore guys And most of the guys were like, "I'm going to run in the rain all the way back." And it was like it was literally 0.9 miles back to the dorm. Yeah, they were absolutely soaked. One of them slipped and fell, crushed their phone. (laughs) They was bad, man. I'm like, I'm I'm too old to go run out in that rain. I'm going to wait. But one other kid, um, stayed behind too, and it was a student who isn't super plugged in to our ministry. And like, it was that was probably the best conversation I had of the week. And just it was cool to see how God. Allowed pouring down rain, and a bunch of ambitious sophomore boys allowed me to have a one on one conversation with a kid. And ultimately, that's what matters. Like, I think that's where real investment happens, and real conversation, and real growth, um, and real intentionality um, from an adult, and that from me. But, like, that's also what I try to do set my adults up to do, my volunteers, is to be able to have good conversations with students in a smaller context. Yeah, sermons are great, games are great. Like, all this stuff is fun and good and valuable in ministry, but I feel like the real happens, real impact happens one-on-one. Yeah. So what about you, Tyler? What's what's it, Where are you at in ministry?
0: Yeah, first of all, I'm so thankful that I get to serve alongside of you. I've said this multiple times, but I'm hopeful that you'll be in youth ministry when my kids go through <laughs> because uh, I've seen your heart for kids and for youth, and it's been over the long haul. It's not like this flash of the pan, you're here and gone. And, you know, the conversations we've had have been around what does it look like to help a kid walk with Jesus. Um, And we know that that's not games. That's not the flashiness that comes a lot of times in ministry, but it's all about relationships. So I think mine's similar. So I'm in children's ministry. David does youth ministry. And from the very beginning, uh, my heartbeat has been to see the next generation know and love Jesus. And that hasn't really changed for me over the last twelve years. And I'd be lying to say that I haven't thought like what what's next at some points, especially now that you've been in it for a while, you start to, to feel a little bit older, you can't you can't recover as quickly from church camp. Man,
1: nothing makes you feel older than spending <laughs> a week at church camp yeah, or CI yeah, or something yeah. like that.
0: So you're just like how long can I actually do this? But everything that I think about in ministry or what would be next after ministry is centered around kids and families. And there's just something about the elementary age group that I get to work with that's very moldable still, that they're shapeable. It's this soft clay that is being formed and you get to be a part of that. Like you're a small piece in that puzzle. Our small group leaders are a small piece of that puzzle. Parents are a huge piece in that puzzle. But to see kids start to understand and start to, for the first time, follow Jesus, just still excites me. Um, It it matters to me. And I think that it's even more so important in the world that we live in today. The church matters Mm -hmm. in a kid's life. There's so many kids. We we always talk about how the parents is the primary influence, and I still believe that 100% Mm -hmm. to be true. But there's a lot of broken families, and there's a lot of kids that are growing up without a support system of faith. And so the church can come in and play a part in that. And especially, like you were saying, small group leaders, um, the, the relational aspects that come along with ministry, they they can't be replaced. So, yeah, it it excites me to think that I could be doing this for several years into the future and working with kids and parents as they experience Jesus for the first time. So that's me.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm going to echo what you said about me and I'm thankful now it's crazy to think that both of us have kids in your ministry now that is <laughs> like crazy. our c- kids are old enough and uh I'm just so thankful that Carter gets to be with you and Eli will in a couple years and yeah. so I'm really thankful that we get to be in this together.
0: Yeah. And that moment when your kid enters your ministry, <laughs> everything changes. Uh, I can't imagine. So we I have a, a second grader, and then David's son and my second son is a kindergartner. So they're both coming up through the ministry together, which is really cool to see that kindergarten class. I hope they stay together because yeah. it's a really good class, but man, they have a lot of energy yes. right now.
1: Yes. I love talking to Derek and McKenna every Sunday. Well, well what happened today? <laughs> Derek and McKenna are their small group leaders. And I love being able to talk to them. They're some of my college kids.
0: Uh, so, yeah, it's fun to hear what craziness they yeah. got into in kindergarten. But once your kids are in your ministry, you're like, well, everything that I was doing in ministry looks different now. Because you see it through their eyes for the first time. And you can start to see if things are actually clicking or if it's not really yeah. <laughs> working after all. Well, let's go to parenting. What's what's things that matter to you in parenting as you and Danielle are parenting your boys, what does that look like? Oh, man.
1: I have a feeling this is going to be just like ministry in 10 years. It's going to be different yeah. as I learn and grow. <laughs> and uh, hopefully by then I haven't ruined my kids. Um, I think for us, we always uh, we always try and point our kids to Jesus. I mean – I know that may be the Sunday school answer, but like I realize that we, well, I should say we realize that we are flawed, and we have to point to something better than us, uh, and that ultimately is Jesus. And so, we prioritize doing our devotions. We prioritize doing the God times that you send home, and working on memorizing the scripture together as a family. And um, there was a moment, um, I don't know, maybe six months a year ago where we when we put the kids to bed they sleep in the same room even though we have separate rooms they just don't like sleeping apart uh where we always play worship songs after we put the kids to bed and i i lay on the floor and play the songs and i would always just play games on my phone while the music is playing and they're going to bed and there is this moment where i looked up to see what carter was doing because i could hear he was wrestling He was on the top bunk and he's just peering over the edge, just watching me play games the whole time. So I'm like, oh man, I probably should do something worthwhile. And so I shifted that to now when I play the worship songs, I always read my Bible, uh, which I was going to do that night anyways, but it just prioritizes, it shows my kids how I prioritize my relationship with Jesus too. Um, And just little moments like that of, again, pointing them to something bigger than myself and I love one of the things, one of my favorite things to do each night, I do a, uh, we do like a creed with my boys. Um, we do this back and forth. Uh, and basically I say, do you see my eyes? And they say, yes. And I say, do you see that I see your eyes? And I say, yes. And I ask, do you know that I love you? Yes. Um, do you know that I love you when you do good things? Yes. Do you know that I love you when you do bad things? Yes. And then I always ask him, is there somebody who loves you more than me? Who is it? It's God. So always trying to point that no matter what, I love you, but there's always going to be somebody who loves you more than I do. And just always pointing them to Jesus because, as I said, he'll always be better than we are.
0: Yeah, man, I love that. I uh, I think that we need more of those moments that our kids are going to remember and look back to and say, my parents were intentionally pointing me towards something bigger than myself. And I was listening to a podcast this last week and they were talking about if parenting was a job, nobody would sign up for it. Cause if you think about it, <laughs> like nobody's signing up for 18 years of this intense shaping of a soul. Mm-hmm. It's huge. It's, yeah. it's bigger than any one of us could even possibly fathom. Yep. But yet we are entrusted with it and We're asked to be a part of that process in a kid's life. And every moment that we have is like wet concrete that's going to dry and Mm -hmm. you can't go back and change it. So just being intentional with the time that you have is super important. I think that's the word that comes to mind the most as I think about parenting is intentionality because it's so easy to go through the day to day rhythms of parenting and forget that Every moment is wet concrete that's going to form and, and shape your kids. So I think for me, I mean, it goes along with everything you're saying. Imagining the end, like where are we actually pointing our kids towards and, and having that well-defined. So, yes, we want our kids to know and love Jesus. We want them to be uh, disciples of Jesus, not just for a moment but for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. And then even thinking about the characteristics of that, like what does it look like to be a disciple of Jesus? What are the things that disciples of Jesus uh, are about? And some of those things are more defined. Other ones we're still working on still trying to figure out. We were at that Paul David Tripp conference a couple of weeks ago, and um, in that he used psalm 112 as kind of a reference point of what it looks like to stand firm and to be fearless and i just think for my boys i want them to be fearless and some of the things that are found in psalm 112 aren't things that you would think of being fearless they're graciousness compassion righteous generous just those are words that when you think of fearless aren't the first ones that come to mind but i want my kids to be gracious and compassionate and righteous and generous and Mm -hmm. just so keeping those things in the back of my mind as a parent, like what does it look like to help kids see this? Um, and even to give them stories of people that have those characteristics, whether they're fictional stories or real life stories, those things matter because they're starting to form who our kids are. So we just finished uh, the BFG, which is a, a great children's book. It's It's a classic, and I'd never read it before, but the characters within the BFG – definitely have those fearless characteristics and I want my kids to hear those stories because that's who I hope they uh, inspire to be someday. It's also a reason why we try to have missionaries that we support in our house Mm -hmm. because it's pointing them to others that are living this out in real life and are sacrificing everything for the kingdom. So putting people in their lives that are kingdom minded and, and that they can be like, man, this is what it looks like to follow Jesus. I think it's super important. Yeah, that's awesome so yeah I don't know man I'm, I'm the same way though It's it feels like an impossible task at times and you kind of wonder if you're screwing up your kids or yep. <laughs> how things are going to turn out at the end of the day Yep. but I just got to remind myself that God's got this and we'll just try to play a part in it
1: I have to ask you a question <laughs> have you gotten a call from the principal
0: yet I have not Dang it. gotten a call from the principal yet. <laughs> that doesn't mean one won't come. I, we get a lot of uh, – Miles, our, our kindergarten son, which is in the same class as you, he's very emotional, so we hear a lot from teachers, oh, he cried again today <laughs> because he got pushed down at recess. I mean, it's little things, yeah. but it kind of sets him off. I'm sure I'm sure your son's never a part of the crying, never no, causing never. the crying. He's, he's <laughs> an angel always an angel <laughs> you gotta love Carter though
1: man he's, he's got a big personality my my biggest fear with Carter is he's a follower man he's a follower which is what's gotten him into trouble oh, both man. times we've so well you've got multiple calls well I one was from the principal and one we had to have a conversation with the bus driver
0: the so bus driver Wow yeah so uh, <laughs> I, I will say more encouragement for parents like let's let's give it up to parents those calls are the ones that come you very rarely hear encouragement from others like (laughs) your kid's awesome yeah keep up the good work you don't get those nope so i'll make sure that i (laughs) i give you some encouragement from time to time too Uh, final final question for the day is about life what matters to you in life especially in your walk with jesus
1: great question tyler
0: just a, it's just a yeah. light question yeah. for the this podcast very, today very all the uh, questions of life you know, not deep, <laughs> you know we could turn six podcasts into this we, we try to keep it light and fluffy I just think one thing like that's basically what we've been doing today is like one yeah. thing that's important obviously there's lots of things that are important to us in, in all of these areas but yeah give me and, one
1: and I, I will say this is similar to everything else I've said it's definitely changed over the years yeah but like for 2021 the biggest thing and my life has been reading my Bible. Yeah. like, I've made it, I'd never read the Bible in a year before, and that is something that I'm on track to do. I finally got to the New Testament, uh, and it's been really, really good for me. And I think the most, and this is just almost a revelation in the last, like, two weeks, because you spend, I mean, it's the middle of September until you got to the New Testament. Yeah. And so you see what God is doing in the whole Old Testament, and I mean so many crazy things happen so many highs and a lot of lows and this ups and downs and when Jesus finally came into the picture like it just made me appreciate him all the more when for nine and a half months I'm reading about the one who's to come you know the Savior that is coming and just this great anticipation of everything that's happening and then you reach this pinnacle where now I'm reading about the life of this Jesus Mm. who thousands of years people have been waiting for. And now I finally am at this moment. Obviously I've read all this stuff before, but it just hit differently when it took nine and a half months to get to Jesus. Yeah. And so it was just this amazing moment that made me appreciate him. I, I don't know. I just can't explain it. Like it doesn't seem like it's that earth shattering, shattering to like just telling people, but like to me, it was so impactful too. Because even in the midst of that, like finding myself, man, I just cannot wait until Jesus gets into this picture mm-hmm. and everything changes, and and it does. And so it's just been a, it's been super healthy and super impactful for me to read scripture as much as I have this year. It's, it's been more than I have any year in my entire life, um, and so just reading reading my reading my Bible every single day. Yeah, has been huge for me this year. And, I mean, it's something that I prioritize in 2021.
0: Yeah, I think the overarching story that God's telling, it's amazing. Yeah. Like to, to be able to start at the beginning and to make your way through. I know lots of people get caught up in some of those early Old Testament books. Um, but if you can make it through, yeah, it's so worth it because you finally get the, the overarching story that God's telling.
1: Yeah, and I, I think – And I didn't, I, I, I'd never really put this together until now, but like reading all that and that great anticipation of Jesus, a lot of times right now, I feel like I'm living out the same thing. Yeah. This great anticipation of God coming back. Yeah. Like, and it's happening, like it's happening. But now like in my head, I'm living this anticipation because I know Jesus is coming. I'm going to get to him in a matter of time. And I would literally, Okay wait, what month, what day do I finally get to get to, when do I, when do I get to meet Jesus in this story? Mm-hmm. And like, I feel like I'm living that in real life right now. Like in the midst of this middle, like I'm ready for the, I'm ready for the goodness. Yeah. And so it's, it's just cool. I don't know. It's just been a great year,
0: man. That's so cool. I will get more to stories like later on in the podcast, but, um, the overarching story that God's telling, every other story is an echo of that. Mm -hmm. And even our life stories are the same way. And you look at stories like Samson in the Bible. And once you know the overarching story that God's telling and that Jesus is a part of it, Samson with his arms outstretched at the end of the story, like pushing on those pillars Mm -hmm. and giving his life. Yeah. uh, You see, you see Jesus in that. Even if, if you've read the story of scripture, you know that this is, this is a picture of Jesus um, there's things like that all the time, all the way through. Yeah. And there's there's the cycle that we see throughout Scripture and throughout our lives that point towards the story that, that God's telling through Jesus. Okay, what about you? Yeah, uh, I would say it's really hard to follow up the Bible, read the Bible answer. I've <laughs> <the rest> <laughs> done a lot of Sunday school answers. <laughs> <too>. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's so true. It's great. Uh, so I'll say for me, it's it's remaining faithful especially right now in this season uh, of life, the last year has been difficult in ministry. Um, We've had a lot of things come up and uh, especially with COVID and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, just to, to remain steadfast and faithful in my walk with Jesus. Like that has to be the thing that drives me forward. And there's been a lot of, a lot of examples of people like that in my life that I want to imitate. Um, I think of guys like Mark Proctor, who was just always steady, always loving Jesus, Mm -hmm. loving others. That's the way he lived his life, and that's the way that I want to be, too, as I follow Jesus. But then at the same time, and this might be a season of life, too, I really want to tell a compelling story with what God's given me, not just going through the motions and saying, well, you know, I'm going through the day-to-day grind, and it's it is what it is like i really want to tell a compelling story and every single decision that we make even the little decisions compile to tell the story and at the end of the day when you know somebody's talking about me at my funeral i want it to be a good story that i've told and not just for myself yeah. but for my savior like that that's the the thing that people remember about me is this guy was all in for jesus and everything that he did And his story pointed towards that. So yeah, I think that's probably my two right now is trying to tell a compelling story to take chances and not, and to take chances for Jesus. Um, I think part of this podcast even goes along with that. It's like, it'd be really easy to say, I don't have time for that. Or it's a challenge. I don't know much about podcasting, but take a chance and and do something for Jesus. Walt Disney said, it's kind of fun to do the impossible. I think that's that's it. That's the compelling story thought is, hey, you get a chance to live this life one time, so do something with it. Yep. Yeah. That doesn't
1: make you want to run through a brick wall then.
0: I know. <laughs> I know, right? Like Walt Disney. Yeah. You just pull any quote from Walt Disney and, <laughs> and it's gold. Yeah. But that one, think about what he accomplished in his life. And that was his mindset. Hey, it's fun to do the impossible. Yeah if i don't do it somebody else is going to so you can step into that well i think our time's up for the day and we're so glad you joined in once again for the igp and i'm not going to say podcast after it anymore <laughs> i know better now
1: yeah you can just say ig podcast yeah doesn't then it sound sounds like either. instagram
0: <laughs> yeah that's true we probably need to see if that's copy or igp IG. is yeah that's true now it is we we put the copyright yeah. on <laughs> we'll see you guys next time all right see you guys